Today is Monday, August 21st, 2023. Joe Biden, along with five other Obama administration officials, used fake names and emails. Oh, that's interesting. If your wife found you using a fake name, what would she say? I wonder, are you up to no good? Hunter Biden's lawyers quit and then turn on the Bidens. Hunter Biden's lawyers released all their emails with the DOJ showing exactly what a sham our entire Department of Justice is and what a catastrophe this all is. And I have impeachment news for you. We've been doing our work along with Cash Patel, who will be joining the show. Of course, the best person to talk about all of the corruption at the Department of Justice. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I have a photo for you to observe something very special for me. This is a photo of my son. My son is on the inside right now, and my son will be on the outside very, very soon. Now, we have a little bit of a story time here, just very quickly before we get to the news, to explain why our show was off for the last week and what special things we have upcoming, because, of course, we would never take a break without having a lot in the can, and that's what we wanted to do, because... My son will be here soon. This is my third child. We wanted to hit the road and film a bunch of special projects. We went to Phoenix. We went to Yuma, Arizona. We went to Nashville. We went to Chicago. We went to everywhere in between yesterday. I'm sorry, last week. And and, and yesterday, I was supposed to be returning, but I had to actually come back early because my wife had a little bit of a scare and wound up uh, in the hospital. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. But we, I'm literally coming directly from a hospital visit this morning. This is the, 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 these are priority levels here. And so I may miss a show here and there in the coming weeks, and we'll keep you posted, obviously, uh, about why we're offline. But it's probably going to be because of the bouncing baby boy. Her due date is a month from now. So we thought that uh, doing a trip across the country and filming this incredible content, we have a dozen video. We made a dozen New videos for you, exclusive content, amazing stuff, man on the street, interviews with people that are huge, famous people up to the rooftops. Here's a good photo. Here's us on on top of the Trump Tower. This was taken on Saturday. Moments later, I was called uh, by a hospital in Florida and said, you got to get back here, right? Again, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, And everything's stabilized now and everything's good, but... You know what? That's what we were doing. If we're offline or if we're late for the show, as we are this morning, you are owed an explanation. And this is where we were on top of Trump Tower in Chicago. And we have some incredible, incredible content for you coming up. We are always hustling. We are always grinding. We are always getting we want to break out of the studio and make content, create culture. And so that is a huge thing part of what we do here. And when you support us by joining the Benny Brigade, when you support our work, you allow for us, you help fund these projects that can, I believe, change all of the culture. Because more conservatives need to get out of the studios, get up off our asses and be creative, create content, create the culture that we want. And so that's what we were doing all week last week. Again, the last I'll say on it, but that's that's why we were off and, and also why we're a little bit delayed today and so on and so on and so on. And when that baby boy is here, you know, you'll get a big fat announcement from your boy, Benny. If you get that announcement, well, it'll probably come ringing through on your cell phone. You got to make sure that you are uh, connected to us. And we thank you, of course, for all of your support. I got a lot of emails like, where are you? Where are you? We love doing the show. And we love broadcasting directly to you. And if you had Patriot Mobile, well, you know, you'd get the show crystal clear because Patriot Mobile has the best service in America. It is a non-woke company that 
provides cell phone service that supports our first responders, our military and free speech. They're a patriotic-owned company, a company that's based here in the United States of America and has the best service around. Again, we were ping-pong-balling all over the country last week, and we have huge updates for you. Our service was rock solid. Even out in the middle of, where were we, Royce? The desert. Yuma. In the desert, dude. We were like in the middle of the desert. Went out to the dead. We got some such awesome stuff for you. Breaking news, actually. And uh, our cell phone service worked awesome. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Click the link in the description and you'll get free activation today with the offer code Benny. All right, baby. Here we go. Breaking news from yesterday. So I'm sitting there in the hospital room waiting for the doctor to come in and tell us everything's fine. Everything's cool. And that indeed happened. But as I'm sitting there, I'm seeing my timeline blowing up with Hunter Biden's lawyer. Quitting the team, Hunter Biden has now. Hunter Biden's lawyer has now quit Hunter Biden's legal team. This doomed, this doomed scumbag, and is now turning on the Department of Justice, turning over all of his emails to the New York Times and to Politico with the Department of Justice. And we are learning some shocking, shocking revelations. For instance, Hunter Biden's lawyer warned the Department of Justice that they would put. President Biden on the stand to testify in support of his son, triggering the sweetheart plea deal. Now we're starting to understand exactly what's happening here. Andy McCarthy effectively saying that what this is, is a perfect example of the Biden scheme of influence. Here are some top line things that we learned in these emails from yesterday. One, Hunter Biden's lawyers essentially bullied their way through the entire Department of Justice, these big time, these big time trial attorneys, these big time DOJ attorneys, no one can push them around. Hunter Biden's lawyer went through them like butter, just essentially blackmailing them every step of the way. That you can't touch a Biden. You can't prosecute a Biden. And they won. That the Department of Justice was going to let Joe Hunter Biden off scot-free. They weren't planning on charging him. In fact, the entire deal to not charge Hunter Biden was ready to go through, and then the whistleblowers blew it all up. These whistleblowers that we've been covering day in and day out, the IRS whistleblowers, the bravest men in America, arguably, in the political landscape at least, these guys actually blew up this deal entirely, up in smoke. And so now we have a situation where every side is like the long knives are out between each side, trying to figure out which side are the baddies. Well, Hunter Biden's lawyer's like, napalm, game on, let's go. We're going to flame these guys because effectively the deal fell apart because the government lawyers were offering too sweet of a deal. And when the judge started to critique it, well, everything fell to pieces. They were going to offer Hunter get out of jail free card forever, effectively a presidential pardon. This is how the operation works. If you are inside of the government, you are not allowed to touch the Bidens. You are not allowed to touch a Democrat. You are not allowed to go after powerful Democrats. We have exposed the entire system. Andy McCarthy commenting. This kind of intertwines with the scheme that they're looking at. You know, it's all very interesting about what happened with Hunter Biden, why they didn't prosecute him, what they'll do now that the deal collapsed. That stuff is all interesting. But, you know, in the big scheme, the Biden family influence peddling business, people are, are hand-wringing about where's the quid pro quo? Was he in business? Did they discuss business? And in the meantime, in the Hunter Biden case, here you have exhibit A of how the scheme worked. 
You have these big, bad Justice Department prosecutors who aren't supposed to be afraid of anything. They got this guy dead to rights on a 10-year gun felony and tax evasion charges, and they're afraid to charge him. They won't charge him. The case is disappearing. The statute of limitations is running, but they're scared to death to charge him because they don't want to charge Joe Biden's son. They're afraid to do it. They're being told it would be career suicide to pull the trigger on a case like that. This is exactly what access to Joe Biden is. Mm. This is why people were willing to pay millions of dollars to get it. That's what the scheme was. And I- wow. What incredible. You know, I love it. I love being right on the show. I love being right. Now, you know that I am an honest man and I certainly don't consider myself the smartest guy around. And so when I'm wrong, I will tell you when I'm wrong. I also have some we, we had a number of big time meetings with members of Congress over the last week, and I got some inside information on what they're about to do to Joe Biden as it pertains to impeachment. Ooh, baby, you're going to love, love this. So let's break this omelet open. OK, let's cr- let's crack these eggs and make an omelet. All right. We've been telling you on this show that D.C. works like this. If you engorge the budgets, if you shred the Constitution, you will be rewarded by institutional Washington and the machine that is institutional Washington. And Joe Biden, for the better part of the last 70 years, has been cracking open ostrich eggs and dinosaur eggs to make omelets for these people. This man has signed off on every major budget. He has gone with every major hoax. You know, the number one guy pushing for the war in Iraq was Joe Biden. He is a dumbass and he has often used his position and regularly used his position of power to bully people into what the deep state wants. And now he's getting his, now he's getting his, he's getting it on the back end, man. So every hoax that the CIA ever watched wishes to purport on the American people, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, Joe Biden was there. Every time they wanted to give you an anthrax scare or COVID scare or anything, Joe Biden was the useful jack wagon who was standing up in front of the cameras being like, yeah, he was just a Muppet. He's a Muppet for these people. And now they're paying him back. So Joe Biden, after not 70 years, it was 50 years, though, 50 years of, of servitude and debasing himself and sucking the toes of the deep state. Now he's going to get a pat on the head. This is how this works. Now, you wouldn't dare cross a guy who has all of those friends, right? So every person that's run every intel agency, every federal law enforcement agency, they've all gotten their budgets blown out by Joe Biden, gotten everything they've ever needed, shredded the Constitution. Joe Biden has utterly desecrated the Constitution for these people. And so now they're going to give, in return, get out of jail free card to his remaining living son. Even though the guy should be in Guantanamo Bay at this point, Hunter Biden, they're going to let him out of jail free. The last thing you would want to do, and what you can see in these emails, and we're going to read through the emails for you in just a second. The last thing you would want to do is commit career suicide, which is what Hunter Biden's lawyer said. So here's Hunter Biden's lawyer talking to a district attorney. I'm sorry, correction. A federal attorney, Leslie Wolf in Delaware, saying it's career suicide to charge Hunter Biden. Ooh. Oh, man. And that if they dared do that, then the attorney would be putting Joe Biden on the stand. No honor among thieves, right? Listen to Peter Ducey say exactly what it would look like to have Joe Biden called to testify against his own child. At least once, 
they threatened the Justice Department with calling President Biden as a fact witness in their defense. Back to you. Well, what would that have done, Peter? I mean, who, who does that hurt? Well, it, it depends on what he has to say. It's but a he threat. It, right. And it would be uh, the lawyers were arguing that based on what Hunter is accused of bringing the president, they didn't think it was worthy of bringing the president into a courtroom as a def, as a defense witness. Right. Uh, because it would basically be a constitutional crisis. What would you do, man? What would you do? And that this could still very well happen. We'll see. There are a lot of things that are at play right now. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare for the regime. This entire scenario is catastrophe after calamity, after absolute implosion, Looney Tunes style blowing up in their face. So here's what the lawyers for the whistleblowers have to say on X, on Twitter. Jason Foster, again, a reminder that it is only the brave IRS whistleblowers that blew this up. They were going to let Hunter Biden repeat. Uh, let me repeat this. Say it very slowly. They were going to let him off with no charges. The plan was no charges. So that sweetheart deal that we were all screaming about, that wasn't even the plan. The plan was nothing. And then, by the way, the threat was to go after the whistleblowers. Lawyer for the whistleblower here saying chilling threats against our client, New York Times, reporting that Biden attorneys are lobbying the Justice Department to prosecute IRS whistleblowers instead of the president's son. While Mr. Biden's legal team agrees that the IRS agents affected the deal, the lawyers have contended that the Justice Department disclosing these details about the investigation to Congress, they broke the law and should be prosecuted. There you go. More stories, ladies and gentlemen, more comments from the whistleblower's lawyers, Tristan Levitt. These stories show that the case is so much worse than we thought. Hunter's attorneys bullied their way through every stage, threatening Joe Biden's involvement. After saying Weiss was independent, Maine justice intervened to make a deal happen. The original version was worse. Now, a lot of people are saying that David Weiss is the bad guy here, but we're going to read through to you. This is a thread, again, by the same Tristan Levitt. This is a thread. Uh, by a man who is representing and defending the IRS whistleblowers. I have no indication, by the way, that this man is a Republican. Presumably, this man who's worked. Uh, oh, OK. He has worked. He's worked for Senate Judiciary GOP. OK, so this man, legal expert. Is out here detailing exactly what happened. All right. In all these emails with the receipts. We're going to break it all down for you. Are you ready to be disgusted? I man, I hope that you've had. I hope you've had a strong breakfast this morning. I hope you're sitting down. Get a load of this. Here, here we peel back the black Sabbath of what the Biden Department of Justice was ready to do. And again, this will put in stark relief who the real bad guys are here. I don't like David Weiss. He's clearly a corporatist and an institutionalist. But David Weiss, I don't believe after reading these emails, is necessarily the bad guy. He's the person who's now special counsel put in charge of Hunter Biden. Let's go. This is directly from the New York Times and Politico. Uh, this is a fusion of both of them. First and foremost, it's shocking on his face that the prosecutors were willing to let Hunter Biden off scot-free. Piecing together two stories with what we already know, they raise even more alarm bells about how this case was handled. Here we go. Let's go. First, 
Almost as soon as the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office endorsed the conclusion below in February 2022, three felony tax violations and misdemeanors for 2005-2015, Hunter Biden's attorneys were working the refs behind the scenes to prevent charges from being brought. Now, what does this mean? This means that you can see that they are these are these lawyers are arguing reputational risk. These lawyers are now backstabbing. They're turning. They're going after the judges. They're going after the federal investigators. They're using that Biden muscle, saying there are going to be repercussions for you if you dare charge the president's son. These lawyers are absolute like these guys are mafia guys. To think about it, these are the guys sitting there with a lead pipe outside of your convenience store saying you better pay up. Political article doesn't reference the fact that the case had been presented to U.S. District Attorney Matt Graves in 2022, and the same day Hunter's team was meeting with prosecutors, Attorney Merrick Garland was on Capitol Hill testifying before the Senate Appropriations Committee that there will not be any interference of any improper kind. Hunter's attorneys were meeting with prosecutors from both Weiss's office and the DOJ's tax division because the tax division held the keys to whether Weiss's office would have the freedom to prosecute or not. DOJ tax could deny Weiss the ability to be charged. Merrick Garland lied, impeached. If DOJ tax had approved the charges, Weiss would have been able to, with the full backing of Maine DOJ, a situation that A.G. Garland would later imply existed. Instead, DOJ tax merely granted discretion, which means they actually don't support the charges, which is why Weiss's team had to go hat in hand to relevant venues to ask them to partner. So Weiss's team was hamstrung day and night. Weiss's team wanted to bring the tax felony charges and the misdemeanor charges for the gun, okay? But what Maine DOJ did under Merrick Garland was essentially hamstring him and say, no, you have to have the approval of other district of other district attorneys and DOJ attorneys to do this. You do not have the right to charge Hunter Biden. Now, again, I encourage you to go through and read all of the documentation here. All of this is documented by the direct sourcing. So important. Presumably, this awkward situation of not having a DOJ tax backing is why, around this time frame, Weiss discussed with DOJ officials special charging authority. But being told if it proved necessary, meant he had to follow the process. So they just drown him in process. In addition to the conflict of Delaware having to work through other Biden-appointed U.S. attorneys, again, they're all working through Biden appointees here, hardly in the independence that Garland implied, Hunter's team was working all the refs putting their shoulder to the wheel, bullying everything and saying effectively that this is a political issue, Donald Trump, R.E. Donald Trump. So what you're doing is you're helping Trump. If you go after the Bidens, you're essentially guaranteeing Donald Trump's election, re-election. Leslie Wolf had already pulled her punches in 2018 and 2021. This is the U.S. attorney for Delaware, Leslie Wolf. And now in 2022, she was more sympathetic to the arguments from Hunter's legal team who she met with regularly without investigators. Clark told her charging would be career suicide. Clark, the Clark they're referring to is Hunter Biden's attorney, who has now quit the case, who's now quit the case. Career suicide is what he said. Prosecutors waited for Biden appointee Martin Estrada to be confirmed as U.S. attorney for Central District of California in September before presenting the charges there. But early the next month, Weiss told investigators that D.C. wasn't partnering and that California was not either. So in D.C., they should listen, <laughs> I, the, the Bidens really are so stupid. But at the very least, they committed the majority of their crimes in dark blue states. California, D.C., Delaware. That's where the majority of their crimes were committed, meaning they're getting out of pr- they're getting out of jail here because you need the district attorneys there 
correction, forgive me, you need the U.S. attorneys there, because these are federal charges, to cooperate, to bring charges. They need to say, yes, a crime was committed inside of our jurisdiction. And these district, these federal attorneys are saying, nope, nope, we're not going to charge, not going to do it. Three weeks after the meeting, Schlapley called out the preferential treatment. This is the IRS whistleblower saying that uh, effectively this prosecution was a political was a political organ of the DOJ and that no, that nothing was going to happen and that they were giving him preferential treatment. That's when Hunter Biden's lawyers used threats of bringing Joe Biden in. Hunter Biden's lawyers essentially said, we will call Joe Biden to witness against his son. Baby, these people are scumbag. Man, they're dirty, dirty people. In the case letter to Weiss, it wasn't enough. Clark, who's Hunter's lawyer, starts questioning in-person meetings, starts requesting in-person meetings. He gets one with Weiss in 2023. When the lawyer of the son of the most powerful man in the world tries to gaslight Weiss, about where the true pressure to come was coming from, saying effectively that David Weiss's career is over if he dares bring charges against Hunter Biden. Did Hunter Biden's attorney also meet with Martin Estrada in California just to make sure that he was on the same page, knowing that Joe Biden would be called in to testify? Estrada declined charges that same month. Oh, baby. So the same month, California's like, oh, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything. Can't charge anyone here. Back to Delaware. Aside from bullying of Hunter Biden's legal team, why would Weiss go to Merrick Garland for a special charging authority after Estrada rejected partnering? Now he's being told that the president might be called to testify to undermine any case that he's brought. At the same time, Merrick Garland testified to Senator Grassley about Weiss's independence. He lied. On April 19th, we sent the IRS whistleblower letter to Congress. My co-counsel, Mark Light, went on various news outlets to share the allegations of pre preferential treatment. Notwithstanding, A.G. Garland had assured the American people that Weiss had independence. The very next week after the, the letter, Brad Weissenheimer, Bigfoot's Weiss, by making him take another meeting with Chris Clark, Hunter Biden's scumbag lawyer, at Maine Justice. So the Justice Department is now pushing pressure down from on high. The next steps are wild. Maine Department of Justice tells Hunter Biden's attorney the next steps will come in Delaware. Four days later, the IRS whistleblowers were removed from their positions. That is illegal. The same day, a family figure, a family figure, Somebody who's worked for the Bidens personally, Wolf, proposes the uber sweetheart deal with no charges or plea whatsoever. This cannot be a coincidence. This is Hunter Biden's bullying, using his father effectively as a bargaining chip. Amazing. Amazing. I think it's important to go through and hit all of those details. Like, it's exceedingly important to do that because you got to know, like, that this is going to become a massive massive problem for the Bidens because now the rats are turning on each other. As is always the case, as is biblical justice, we shall now reward you with the number one person to talk on this subject in America. Somebody who's worked at the Department of Justice, a good guy in this sickening, despicable rat's nest that we now know was trying to let 
Hunter Biden off the hook, scot free. The man, the myth, and the legend, the great Cash Patel. Uh, Cash Patel, I you now you have been a prosecutor for the Department of Justice. Um, gotta let you know, uh, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Now maybe maybe you have. Maybe there was a, an attorney, uh, some scum. I mean, this guy is such a greasebag. Give me a photo of Chris Clark. This guy's such a dirty greasebag. This guy look, he physically looks like a rat, like fat New York rat. This guy is apparently going to people like you in your position and being like, and you're supposed to be the toughest there is. The, the, the Department of Justice prosecutors are supposed to be the yeah. toughest, most muscular prosecutors on earth and going, oh, you don't want to do this. It'll be career suicide. You don't want to charge my criminal client. It's career suicide. Because he's an important person. Would that have worked on you? Are you shocked that that worked on the Department of Justice prosecutors? Are you ashamed for your career? Like for these guys, for these guys, will they ever all, recover from this? All of the above. Look, I suited up in my government gangsters outfit today because I knew this one was going to be a heater. And that's why I figured the Chai Coms <laughs> blew up your program. Yeah. We're going to dive all into this. So, yeah, I am as a former national security prosecutor at DOFJ, I am not offended I am disgusted uh, at the schleps over there that are rolling around in their two-tier system of justice. Let's just outline these facts. We're just talking about this goober of a, of a defense attorney. And as a former <laughs> public defender, not that I like this guy, but I can appreciate him going to bat for his client. Hey. Yeah, the guy's doing, you know, it's not, it's not kosher. It's not ethical. It's not legal. But he's going to bat for his client. So as Hunter, you'd probably want a guy like that. But when you leverage... Your contacts at DOJ, I mean, I know that if I ever went there as a public defender and I said, hey, I'm going to cause a constitutional crisis if you charge my client with X, so maybe don't do it. Do you know what that is? That's obstruction of justice. That's a federal offense. You can't do that as an attorney and you can't leverage the strongest position on God's green earth, the commander in chief seat, which is what they did. They said quietly. And remember, as your audience knows, this didn't just happen. This happened months ago. We just found out about it because the letter actually leaked. And so they have been cooking up this scheme before the sweetheart plea deal even came about. And now we have DOJ lawyers who are going to be, and this is what Trump's attorney should do, partly in his case, is pin all the lawyers against each other. They'll flip. They'll, mm. they'll crumble. They're weak need. Like you said, this guy... He'll never want to go to prison. But it's just shocking that you can leverage the full force of the United States government against the Department of Justice that are independent, according to Merrick Garland and Joe Biden, and then come up with this sweetheart plea deal, watch it implode. And it's not a coincidence that this letter's leaking now. And it's leaking not from the DOJ, yeah. from Hunter Biden's camp. Yeah. They want to go after the DOJ like we've been going after the DOJ. Is Yo! What? This is crazy. So this is Hunter Biden's attorney leaking these documents to make the DOJ look bad. Am I wrong? Because okay. it sounds cool in, you know, in the fake news mafia. Oh, constitutional crisis. Joe Biden might testify. Well, well, we can't have that. But if Donald Trump were president, he had to testify. He's got to testify everywhere, no matter what. But we are seeing the two-tier system of justice at play. Can you imagine the defense his dad and his son on the same side of the defense table in a federal courtroom, and the guy goes up on the witness stand for cross-examination. I mean, what a freaking circus that would be. The amount of 
felonies Joe Biden would commit by lying under oath, which is yet another offense, would be catastrophic. And this is what the defense attorney in this case is looking to ward off because he knows under no situation will their boss, Merrick Garland, allow Joe Biden to take the witness stand. So now he's going full force. Look, I always said the corruption at the DOJ and the FBI at the leadership's level was more disgusting than any other agency anywhere. Mm. And the only way you defeat them is if you embarrass them publicly. Mm. And Chris Clark, to his credit, that is exactly what he's doing. He's saying, on the one hand, you reneged on a deal, which is not true. There is no deal until a judge signs off on it. The DOJ can renege on the 99th yard line. There is no deal. So that never happened. That's a falsehood. And now they're trying to shame them into saying, oh, well, the DOJ is the one that's going to cause a constitutional crisis. Not Hunter Biden and his illegality and his fraud scheme and his pay for play, his drug use, his gun use, all the photos on his laptop of underage girls. None of that. It's the DOJ and the FBI that are going to cause the illegality. That's the one trigger you can't pull, even if you're Hunter Biden's attorneys, because they will bite back. And I think this is going to boomerang. Okay, so so game theory that for us. I mean, again, we're we're so excited to have you on the show because you're the perfect person to talk about this. I've never seen anything like it. So I've re- I'm reading the emails, my jaws on the floor. Like, yeah, I got like this is career suicide. This is his lawyer talking to the federal government about a federal charge, saying this is career suicide. You're screwed. We'll call Joe Biden. Like, we're, did anyone ever treat you like that, Cash? <laughs> yeah, the Jan 6 committee, uh, you know, the the special counsel. Every time you're a target and we get a subpoena, yeah, we get treated like that. But no one ever finds out about it. The death threats, no one cares about that. None of that matters if it happens to us, America first conservatives. They only care if it happens to Joe Biden. And but when you were a federal prosecutor, yeah. would, would anyone have dared talk to you like that? No, because as, as bad as your defendant might be and whatever, even terrorists that I prosecuted, Hmm. Even those guys aren't going to come in there and be like, you're going to get blown up by my defendant's colleagues if you don't make this case go away. I mean, that's essential. No, that's that's the analogy here. Yes. It's you know who's more powerful than a terrorist? The president of the United States. Yes. And they're saying I'm going to use daddy's button to blow up your Department of Justice where Merrick Garland, your boss, works for my client's dad. Wow. This never happens. And and it goes back to the one point. All of these government gangsters will always cooperate together unless you reach one inflection point. And that is if you can successfully pit the interests of the DOJ and FBI against each other. And that is what the whistleblowers have kind of been doing for these months and months and months and months. Now you add these emails and the DOJ is made to look like the evil, disgusting, corrupt government gangsters that they are. And Mm. publicly – the people at the top, Garland, will not tolerate that. Now, I don't know how they goose this thing. I don't think there's a plea deal on planet Earth that can be salvaged from this wreckage. Hmm. I think Hunter Biden's got to go to trial. It'll be funny. <laughs> and I'll call it right now. There's no way this guy goes to trial before the next election cycle. They will kick this thing down for four years hmm. and no one will even remember it. But Donald Trump, he's got to go to trial next week. Um You know, this is just America is going to see this for what it is. And I think the Trump campaign has seized on it brilliantly by saying, look, we and where's Chris Wallace, by the way, do you remember that goober on Fox News 
when the presidential debates happened with Biden and, and Trump and Trump asked about Hunter Biden's laptop and Chris Wallace shut him down and called him dis it called it disinformation and said, you cannot contest that line of fact because it didn't happen. This is what half of America thinks. That's the problem. It goes back to the original sin. No one was allowed to actually talk about Hunter Biden's laptop yes. and the crimes related to it. And now Hunter Biden is charged or going to be charged again in federal court. And what are those people saying now that this is some government conspiracy ginned up by Donald Trump? The amount of people in the middle that are coming over to our side of the house because they are sick and tired of this two-tier system of justice is yes. monumental. And the DOJ is going to step in it. This is their problem. They're, they think they're going to outsmart everyone in the world. And like you said, you're reading these emails. These guys document everything because they think they'll never get caught. You don't think there's phone calls and text messages from Garland to Hunter Biden's attorney to the White House counsel's office? Just wait till that stuff comes out. So what? where does this – so you say that they're going to kick this down the road. So you don't think we're going to see Hunter Biden on a trial – uh, you know, on a, no. on a witness stand anytime soon. OK, no, I mean, like they'll charge him and it'll be a couple of months and then they'll say, oh, this is very complex. You know, we ha might have to call these witnesses. They'll say the same things President Trump has been saying, but they'll give him different treatment and they'll just say, well, we're not going to interfere with the election process. So we won't try Hunter till after November 2024, but we'll try President Trump every single day until November of 2024, if possible. So a lot of people in the audience are like, put Hunter Biden in jail, put Joe Biden in jail, so on. Some people on the left are saying now put Donald Trump in jail, right? And so we have a question from our Benny Brigade about the legality of that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I wouldn't ask this to just anyone who came on the show, but like you would happen to know. Uh, this from Sonia Rambo, which mm -hmm. is an awesome, which is an awesome name. And thank you for being a member of the Benny Brigade, Sonia. Uh, could Donald Trump be put in jail? Would the Secret Service stop it? Would that also apply to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden as protected people? So what would happen is, I mean, I don't think President Trump is ever going to jail, but what would happen is you just get sent to solitary confinement or you get what we call segregation where you're just on your own and that's it. And there would be no differentiation of treatment because of who they are. Now, the re and you also have to remember when Hunter Biden gets convicted and sentenced to prison, he's going to get sent to summer camp, right? There's going to be like a rope around the perimeter of the place that you can't like walk over. I mean, these places actually exist. He's going to be a low level, according to the Bureau of Prisons, offender, and they're going to send him there. Now, Donald Trump, they want to treat him like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. They want to send him to the supermax. Neither of that, neither of those things are an actual reality um, in the judicial system. And by the way, I remind you, not that this is going to happen, but people have campaigned for the presidency from prison and gotten votes. Yes. Yes, correct. There's a guy pretty famous named Nelson Mandela. It yeah. turns out that people want to vote for the political prisoner. And yeah. it's wild. We were just we were in Nashville and we were doing a we we're doing a man on the street outside of Donald Trump's event in Nashville earlier this week. And it was like I was asking people if they want if 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 they locked up, if they made Donald Trump a political prisoner, like would that make you vote for him more? And every so. person to a man, including a dude from Rhode Island, a dude from Rhode Island's like, I'm a Democrat and I will vote for Donald Trump. I voted against Trump twice. I'll vote for him if they put him in prison. This yeah, dude's this like old, from Rhode Island's like from Georgia when, when, yeah. when the sheriff's like, hey, we're going to book Donald Trump and treat him like everybody else. I can't wait for that <laughs> booking photo. I hope you handcuff him, too, because what you're doing is what you're saying, Benny. You're making him a political prisoner. 
And the only reason they're doing it is because they think they're going to be and they will be glorified in the fake news for being like, look at these guys treating Donald Trump like an everyday criminal, booking him and photographing him and handcuffing him. When in reality, America is going to see this and say, wait a second. Did you really need to take a booking photo, a mugshot? And did you need to announce it to the world three months before it ever happened? And did you, the Georgia prosecutor, need to campaign on the fact that you were going to get Donald Trump? Everyone is starting to see these facts pile up. The New York Times and CNN can't even run enough cover operations to get around it. So they're going to come up with some other charade. Just wait for it. It's coming. I don't, Russiagate 4.0 is coming. So you I know, can't Donald Trump is orchestrating a coup or some nonsense. It's coming because they need a new news cycle. I can't name the member of Congress because this conversation was in in private and behind the stage at the Trump event in Nashville. But there were a bunch of members of Congress there, and I asked them a, a, a series of questions. And I got a game theory for how impeachment is going to go down. And I'd just like to run that by you. And as a final question, get your thought process on yeah. it. Since you obviously since everything we know about the corrupt system actually came from your investigations into Russiagate uh, with Devin Nunez. Um the idea is that 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 Jim Jordan will take this in a you know in a start his impeachment inquiry when they get back uh, in September, and that that impeachment inquiry is going to hit the floor, uh, okay. and that those articles are going to be really tight and really well drummed out, and that they're running out of indictments for Donald Trump <laughs> to like cover their asses in these news cycles, and that they're that before. Or around Christmas, potentially right after, uh, that there's going to be a floor vote on impeachment articles against Joe Biden and that Jim Jordan's going to have uh, enough gravitas to get those over the line and that they're going to impeach Joe. Um, nothing is ever set in stone, especially in politics, and has the capacity to switch on a dime. But that's what I'm being told. Cash, your thoughts. I still think it's the wrong target. And we talked about it on your show last time. Impeaching Joe Biden for what? Like, I get it. He's lied. He's broken the law. Everyone knows that. This guy can barely stand up during the daytime. Why are we? It's going to be as if the Republican machine is punching at an old white man, which is exactly what you'll do if you impeach him. What we need to do is impeach Garland and Ray for the countless felonies they have committed. Like you just talked about how Garland lied to the world under oath about yes. the communications about Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal. Listen, what I tell Donald Trump in private on this line is what I tell everyone in public. One of the critical central platforms to the candidacy must be the two-tier system of justice and its destruction. And that is architected and engineered by Ray and Garland. Now, whether it's Hunter Biden and his laptop, whether it's Joe Biden, his classified emails, whether it's the treatment of Donald Trump, whether it's Jan 6th or Russiagate or classified leaks to the media, all of that is orchestrated by Ray and Garland. And all of that, just like these letters were documented by Hunter Biden's attorney and DOJ, have been documented by the FBI and DOJ. And we have yet to see that material because the FBI has stonewalled the receipts, the request of the receipts from Jordan and Comer and company like that. And they've done nothing in response to it. They keep saying we might hold you an impeachment, but holding Joe Biden in impeachment is a political punch. What the American people want to see is the actual documentation of corruption that you know exists. You just laid it out in the beginning of your show on one thing. And if you go after Joe Biden, they're going to be like, oh, it's all about the Bidens. It's bigger than the Bidens. It's about saving our justice system. And it goes to whistleblowers. It goes to Catholic institutions and the false prosecution of them. It goes to forcing our kids to learn CRT and gender dynamics. All of those things are documented by the FBI. And we caught Chris Ray lying again on, on, on attacking churches 
and and labeling those guys domestic terrorists. He said, oh, it only happened in one field office. Now he's found out it happened in four field offices. I mean, these are things that the American public, when they're not tuned into your show, who goes into great depth on this, they just don't see it. And that's what the voters need. And we have an impeachment proceeding is the biggest platform in the world, because no matter who you impeach, everyone is going to watch it. Everyone is going to watch it. And I think the political you know, muster or like will to retaliate for Donald Trump's bogus impeachments. I understand it. But if you want to save this republic, we got to go after the real government gangsters. Joe Biden's done. I don't think he makes it to 24. I, I don't know about you. They're probably trying to replace him already. Hmm. Um, they're in the worst position possible. But if we impeach him, we're doing their job for them. They want us to impeach him so they can have him removed. He can pardon his son and they can slip in like Gavin Newsom. So we got to be careful what we ask for. It's just too much of a short-term punch for me not going after Garland and Ray. I have a really quick follow-up here because we want to leave people we want to leave people with a vision of the future and what we could have. People need motivation. Yeah, you like you need a hill to take, right? Yeah. In war. Yeah. Cash, you know you're going to be put in charge of the DOJ <laughs> in Trump term 2. You know it. You know it. You don't have to say it. I know you you don't have to say it. allow me. Allow me. Okay? That you 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 know you'll be in charge of the DOJ. How do you clean it up? And, I'm gonna and be, you don't have, you don't have no. to presuppose this. I'm I'm, I'm 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 like I'm asking for a war plan here, right? Like yeah. how how do you fix it, man? Can I be? I'm going to answer that question. Can I be just disgustingly selfish, please? That's my man. Coming in, baby. Okay. Uh, uh, I've never held that book up. I just got it, by the way. On, I got a, um so look, no, it, it's a fair question, and that's really what the book is actually about. How do you fix the deep state? That's what it is. Yeah. And yeah, we talk about stripping away the personnel at the top, the Rays, the Garlands, the Monacos. Okay, we've got that game plan. Then you put in people who are America First candidates and, and patriots. We've got those folks too. But it's not just personnel, and Benny, you know this. Whether it's the DOJ, the CIA, the NSA, the DOD, if you want to get rid of wokeness in the military, there's so many problems. Yes, it's personnel. It's not just top tier. It's the undersecretaries, the acting secretaries, the chiefs of staffs, the deputies, all the way down. And we have those positions. We have Americans of the 80 million that voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, we got them. What you need to do, though, is get Congress to budget annually against all of these deep state actors and zero out their billets forever. We need to shrink the size of government. And when we find out, like we are right now, that government gangsters like Ray and Garland have broken the law, we need to prosecute them. That DOJ and FBI must go after the people that set up this institution of criminality and allowed it to flourish under the Biden administration. And most importantly, we have to hunt down the people in the fake news media who made the deep state a reality, because without them, there is no deep state. There is no glorification of the left and their radical ideologies and the get Trump attitude. And so you need a strong FBI and DOJ, but you do need to go in there with the mindset of, yes, not that you're going to clean house and destroy the FBI and burn it to the ground, but you are going to take out its leadership cadre. You are going to shut down the Hoover building in downtown Washington, D.C. forever and send those 5,000 agents into the field to chase murderers and rapists and drug traffickers and child sex uh, offenders. That's what America wants. You're going to reopen the Hoover building the next day as the mausoleum of the deep state and allow every American to walk its halls for free. So we know what the enshrined entrenchment in D.C. does 
when it goes unchecked. But unless you have a Congress hmm. that is willing to get your back in the executive branch side of things and defund certain platforms and positions and fund special counsels or whatever you want to call them. I hate special counsels, but I'm just using that term because it's generic to go after classified leaks, to go after the corrupt actors in government. That has to be a priority. I'm not talking about the criminals on the streets. That's a separate problem. But if we don't prioritize the prosecution of the people that created this two-tier system of justice, we will never save it. And I think that's what Donald Trump's running on. He keeps saying, they're after you. I'm just in the way. And he's right. And that's like the central tenet of government gangsters. And there's a story in there about me falling asleep in the Oval Office. But we'll get to that another time. <laughs> right. Good. That's it. That's the first question next time you're on the show. Government gangsters, ladies and gentlemen, there is the URL. There it is up on screen. You got to hop. It is now readily available. Correct, Cash? It is readily available. It hits the shelves in September. But pre-order right now. Okay. Destroy right. the deep state destroying the deep state. You'll get a signed copy from Cash, governmentgangsters.com. Follow Cash Patel on Truth Social. God bless you, Cash. Godspeed. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Oh, man. That was hot. Spicy. A spicy interview. A spicy meatball. Cash Patel, always just great on these issues. And he's, he's so right. Listen, he is he would be put in charge of the DOJ. He'd be put in charge of like a commission. So Trump term 2.0, Cash Patel goes in charge of a commission or I, I doubt he could be Senate confirmed to be in, <laughs> to be in charge of the DOJ. We'll see. Uh, he now ha he, he would pop in there and he'd be the guy put in charge of like cleaning this house. So you got to know his plan. What are the plans? Are you allowed, for instance, on your own government emails to use aliases? If you're Barack Obama and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, are you allowed to not use your real names on your emails? That seems like it's criminal, right? Like if you if your if your wife found out that you were going by a different name, Magneto or whatever, right? And it's not Benny. It's like, you please call me Magneto. Like she'd be like, what the who the hell are you texting? What are you doing? You are trying to cover your tracks. But that's exactly what we caught Barack Obama. Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden doing. Watch. Uh, this week, House Republicans revealed Joe Biden's emails were the, when then Vice President used pseudonyms and alias names on emails with his son, Hunter Biden, about government business, with Hunter Biden copied on some emails about Ukraine during Joe's tenure as Vice President. The emails, which included recipients or sender names such as Robert L. Peters or Robin Ware or J.R.B. Ware instead of Joe Biden, are raising questions as to whether the fake identities were an effort to mask Joe's involvement in Hunter's foreign business deals. In a letter to the National Archives, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer is demanding that the administration turn over any document or communication in which a pseudonym for Vice President Joe Biden was used, included either as a sender, recipient, copied, or was included in the contents of the document communication. House Republicans are also asking why Hunter Biden was CC'd on any government emails pertaining to U.S. affairs with Ukraine. So who uses fake names? You're some of the, you're some of the most well-known people on earth. You're in charge of the government. You have a Democrat House. 
you have a Democrat Senate. The Obama administration, you should have nothing to fear, except for fear itself. So what do you fear? What were you doing? Why are you all using fake names? James Comer is on a mission to find out. He's asked the National Archives to give all documents with these special pedo-peter names that Joe Biden was using. James Comer, the bulldog, watch him. But first, let's discuss these pseudonyms or alias names. What exactly have you learned? Well, we've learned that uh, Joe Biden used at least three pseudonyms or fake names in emails that he was uh, receiving from people within the federal government, people that worked for him. And even more troubling than that, Maria, we've learned that uh, when he was receiving emails pertaining to Ukraine, his son Hunter was copied on him, which we've always heard that the White House has said that Hunter Biden wasn't an employee of the government. He wasn't any part of the government. They couldn't understand why House Republicans on the Oversight Committee were investigating Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden because Hunter wasn't a part of the government. Well, if that were true, then why was he receiving emails from the government? Well, it- so this was so that Joe Biden could email his kid. His dumbass kid. This is all. <laughs> this is Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. 2.0, 3.0, They're using they're using fake names and aliases so they can commit criminal activity. This is like a low level mafia operation. This is why Cash Patel's book is called Government Gangsters. This is why Hurricane Hillary is hitting California right now. I don't know. Is it ALX? I think so. Hurricane Hillary. Babylon B had an e, uh, had an article up. Hurricane Hillary hits California, deletes thirty thousand emails. Perfect, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, we are out here to try and protect you, or do we do our show? Obviously, and we hit the road and we do content to try and protect you, try and protect my unborn children. Obviously, I'm big on that, and try and uh, preserve a future for you. If you've uh, looked at the recent stock market, and if you've looked at the banking collapses, and if you look at the downgrade of our currency then you've perhaps noticed that things are not going great for the American dollar. And with the BRICS system that is being instituted, that is backed by gold, well, the American dollar will be worth less than you've ever seen in your life. Now it's time for you to potentially buy real gold. I had some real gold sent to me the other day by my boys at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold are my people, gold and silver. Look at these beautiful eagles on that thing. Look at that. I know, I'm not sure if you can see it. But they, these, are, these are the kind of assets. It's nice to hold them in your hot little hand. There they are, gold and silver. These are kind of assets that actually retain value uh, and hedge against a American dollar run by guys like Joe Biden and his criminal enterprise family. Why would you let a criminal enterprise manage your currency? Why is there a Federal Reserve? Why can't we audit the Federal Reserve? Why is the Federal Reserve privately owned? It don't make no sense. Ron Paul was right time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. And you should consider buying gold. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends at Allegiance Gold can take care of you. You'll get five thousand dollars in free silver with qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today. Do not let these criminals manage your financial future. Very bad. Speaking of criminals, Stephen Miller, friend of the show, is now calling on Republicans ready criminal referrals to the Biden for Biden and Democrats. Good fighting fire with fire. Lawfare is the only way forward for us. That's it. Too bad. So sad. You made the rules. Now you're gonna cry while we win. This is how it worked with the justices for the Supreme Court. Harry Reid blew up the filibuster, and here you go. So I hope you sm- smile and take it while you get Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and Neil Gorsuch, and a Trump 
court. Okay? Smile, you're the ones who made the rules. So here are the new rules. We will prosecute you. We will prosecute your favorite politicians because they are, unlike Donald Trump, they are actual criminals. Watch. Well, we've entered a dark new era in American history in which the prosecutor's office has been weaponized and been transformed into an instrument of political repression. And anybody thinking this stops here, anybody thinking that, well, this will be it, and then the Democrats will move on, the radical left will move on, is living in a delusion. They are living in an absolute fantasy. If you can get away with having a local prosecutor or main justice take over a presidential election, throw innocent people in jail for decades, potentially. You can prosecute and incarcerate Republican attorneys for the crime, the thought crime of providing legal counsel with which the prosecutor disagrees. There's no limiting principle here. It will be open legal season on Republicans. And the only way this ends, and I hate to say it, but it's true, is if Republicans return lawfare in kind. That is the only way you could ever create the political conditions for a ceasefire. Otherwise, one side gets pulverized and it keeps getting pulverized. Stephen Miller, clearly the smartest, brightest bulb in the box that was the Trump employees for term one. Stephen Miller, such great content came from Stephen Miller, such great speeches and such great policy came from Stephen Miller. Um, and we were on the border, right, Royce, with the wall. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll find a photo and we'll toss it up there. We've traveled everywhere last week. We made use of our time on the road. Speaking of being on the road, Marjorie Taylor Greene is back in her home district of Georgia. She would know about Georgia and Atlanta. No one better than Marjorie would know about the conditions for which they are charging Donald Trump. And they're in her home state in Fulton County. Big old Fanny Willis charging Donald Trump. What does Marjorie have to say about it? She says... Donald Trump can't get a fair trial. You got to move this out of Atlanta. Well, I mean, these are serious charges like in Georgia. I mean, do you think he will be able to be heard in a fair trial before the election? Or is there a chance he could go to jail? Well, I don't think he's going to get a fair trial at all. As a matter of fact, I don't think these charges are fair. Um, what Fonnie Willis is trying to do is exactly what she's guilty of. She's charging him with RICO, racketeering and conspiracy in Fulton County, which is a largely Democrat uh, county. He's not going to get a fair trial and none of this is fair. But that's what Americans see. You see, Americans aren't stupid. And the typical um, lies in the media and the headlines like like we've seen for years now are just not sticking anymore. Americans are going to vote with their wallet and they remember President Trump's four years. They remember how great our economy was and they remember a dollar seventy five gas. I can't say that loudly enough. A dollar seventy five gas while we hover around four dollars a, ga- a gallon under Joe Biden. Well, you yeah, and we remember the wall. Check it out. Here is uh, Royal Rolls Royce. And I uh, uh, last week, this was Tuesday, I think, we were on the border. Boy, we got some content for you. Oh, what's that interesting? What's that wall that doesn't match Trump's wall? Of course, that's Trump's iconic wall. What's that silver wall there? Huh? I wonder what's happening on the border. What is Joe Biden trying to hide from you? What is Joe Biden doing right now on the border? Oh, baby, you're going to love this one. We got the report for you, and we will be publishing it very, very soon. We out here, baby. We're out here. We are doing the work. We are making sure that we are uh, 
speaking truth to power. There's so much about your country that they don't want you to know. They don't want you to uh, notice. But boy, we are noticers. And we are noticing that the media landscape is changing big time. And we are very excited about it. Ladies and, gen ladies and gentlemen, I hope you buckle up because this is going to be one heck of a week. Here's our election update. We gotta add Vivek. We gotta add Vivek to that. <laughs> Joe Biden in the body cast always gets me. Tucker and Trump are skipping the Fox News debates. Fox News debates take place on the 28th of this week. That is a Thursday. Is that correct? Let me know if I'm wrong there. Thursday, Tucker and Trump are going to be doing their own content. And they're going to be Wednesday. Correction. Forgive me. Uh, Wednesday, again, we just, we just got back and I slept, I slept in the hospital last night on a, uh, one of those horrible hospital chairs, which I don't, I, you know, I don't think they even have like torture in Guantanamo Bay as bad as sleeping on a hospital chair. Men, you feel me? Ladies, you feel me? You ever slept on one of those things? Ugh. Anyhow, we're out here living on a dream. So we have this week, Tucker interviewing Trump live during the debates. I can tell you which one we'll be watching, and you should watch it with us. By the way, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be we're gonna be live during this interview, so we'll be live with commentary during the interview. We'll be playing the interview, and we'll be playing the debates, and we'll have them kind of like simultaneous and both on screen, and we're gonna be live with our team here, and we're gonna do commentary before and after. We're gonna bring on members of the Trump administration and people who are of the. Uh, in the know about what's going on. It's going to be an awesome, awesome uh, debate Mageddon, I guess we'll call it. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll workshop, Royce. Workshop that. Debate Mageddon. But we're going to be live for those debates on Wednesday. And Donald Trump will potentially be surrendering on Thursday or Friday to the Fulton County Jail. Yikes. There's already a live feed up about that. So, of course, we're going to be live again with our experts for that. And we'll be bringing you all of that wild information. I hope you are ready to rock this week because we're going to be out here for you. We're going to be out here for you because, well, one, we care deeply about you. We sincerely do. We love this audience. We are delivering and hustling and grinding for this audience. You are our family. Pooh, we're going to save this place. We're going to win. And like I am more committed than ever. After being on, a road, on the road this week, it was an inspiring it was inspiring. You should hear what drunk people in Nashville have to say about this country. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know when we publish. Man, it's inspiring. We brought a uh, cardboard cutout of Joe Biden to Broadway, a big street in Nashville where there's a lot of country western bars. And we just let people talk to this cardboard cutout. And uh, hot diggity dang, it uh, went well, let's just say. We will... Ladies and gentlemen, be delivering to you the content that is so necessary for you to be entertained, to keep going, and to be informed. But also, we care about your spiritual sanctity of your soul. We care about where we are going spiritually as a country. We don't have a country. If we lose our mooring, if we lose the understanding that God is real, that Christ is Lord. And so every single show, we have a verse of the day to ground us and be our North Star so we understand where we are marching toward, we are marching toward victory, onward, Christian, 
soldiers. Our verse of the day from Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. God has a will and a purpose for our lives. He is working in us and through us in our every single day capacities uh, to deliver salt and light to this world. And we out here, we're out here shining bright. And we're going to be here all week, back in the chair. It's your boy, Benny. Godspeed. And see ya.